everybody, it's Ed Dale here and welcome to the Ad Skills Pro Podcast. And in this season, it's been a lot of fun because we've been talking to people who uh, we've had on our podcast before and we're sort of catching up and we're seeing where they're at now and also looking at you know, some, some of the things that are coming down the pipe in terms of uh, what they're excited about and, and what's going, what do they see as potential challenges for media buyers going forward. And today I'm super thrilled to have Mitch Adams on the uh, on the line. Uh, Mitch, welcome to the Pro League podcast. Hey, Thank um, you. can you just to refresh people's memories? Can you just give us a little uh, tell us about who your agency is and, and who are you working with? What do you specialize in? So my agency is called M3 Traffic. Um, and who I've begun to specialize in lately is, uh, it's the most random thing, but is actually helping companies recruit truck drivers. And um, I have done a variety of things from small local mom and pop shops up to, um, I worked with ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson for a while, yep. um, running large, large scale direct response marketing campaigns. But kind of the niche I've found myself, found my way into is mostly truck driver recruiting. Yeah. Mitch, you might know, I'm not 100%, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that in the United States, truck driver is one of the, is like the, is it the, has the highest number of people employed? Is it, or am I off base on that? I would not be surprised because uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I've not read that statistic personally. Yeah, it's, I know it's up there. I know it's, uh, no, it's up there. And wow, what a, so that is a fascinating niche. So yeah, what, so when you're doing, when you're thinking about targeting for, for truck drivers, how do you go about thinking about targeting uh, for uh, like a, what seems to be a very, it's, it seems to me to be a very vertical niche, but then truck drivers have all sorts of interests and stuff. How do you, how do you go about doing that? So the, the network that I specialize in is Facebook, and that's where I've been for a long time. Yeah. And for those, of, for those of us that are familiar with Facebook, then uh, let's see, when was it? Probably late 2019, they implemented and started enforcing the special ad category. Mm -hmm. So before the special ad category enforcement, where, where you have to uh, tell them that you're targeting for employment purposes. You're recruiting. Then, Yep. Then you could target all sorts of things. There's, there's lots of random things like trucking magazines mm. and just the interest trucking and mm. all sorts of things related to trucking companies. And like the actual manufacturers like Freightliner, Mac, Volvo, all of those big truck companies, yeah. all of the magazines, all of the radio stations, all of that stuff. Yeah. Then they uh, took most of those away. Yes. Um, and so I basically have three interests. And they're just like related to logistics and stuff. Yeah. And, and what I found is that I think the reason that it still is successful is because the pixel I have for, for even a new ad account, then yeah. I have the interests and the ads dialed in enough that it can yeah. train the pixel quickly, but on the existing ad accounts then the pixel is smart enough that uh, it, it does pretty well. Yeah, so so all that information is still there, and Facebook wants to deliver 
the right traffic to you. You just don't have the exposure to it. You said you can't pull the metaphorical levers yourself. Um, right. With, with that as a process. And did you, how have you found that? Because by the way, this, while this is like, you've been dealing with this for a year or so now, <laughs> spoiler alert to anybody listening to this, it's coming your way soon. So how did you, like, did you find that was, was the using the pixel, did, was, uh, were you able to consistent, were you consistently beating it or do you find now you trust the pixel and the, the pixel is finding you the right type of people? How, t- take us through that process of all of a sudden from having your hands on the levers to having to yeah. trust the pixel. Talk us a little bit about that journey. So I got, when, when the announcement came out, I was like, oh crap, well, this is the end yeah. of that. That was fun. Well, the last yeah. time, which <laughs> by that point, I had only been doing it for like six months, uh, mm. maybe less. Cause I don't remember exactly when that made that change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was, I was very worried. I was like, oh crap, this isn't going to work. Cause also I, I was, tra- I was targeting 21 to 64, but mm. with the special ad category, you have to do 18 to 65 plus yeah. and, and male, female and everything target mm-hmm. basically everybody yeah um so i was really worried but it literally made almost no difference interesting and so especially now i i've had my hands tied in that way for so long that i don't really think about it yeah just, it's, it's uh, not because the pixel it's very like i'm so glad we brought this up because uh you know as <laughs> everybody listening to this podcast is well aware, right? Targeting tools are being removed, not just for, for job categories, but for all sorts of things. So having that, uh, having that in place, is there anything in the, like in terms of the pixel training that you see people doing that's a, a bit of a mistake or think suffer something that you've learned in terms of training the pixel uh, that you found is really important to look at? So I'm sure a lot of people on this podcast have heard this, but one thing you can do is upload um, upload previous data. Mm. So I have a very large list of the ideal customer. Yep. And so I can upload that and just get things started. Yeah. Um, in other, it's harder in other niches where I haven't, when I, where I don't have the data, I can't mm. kickstart the pixel like that. So you just, have to yeah go back to the basics of testing and and trying to start getting getting the conversions and yeah and doing it that way it was interesting i was on a on a call with uh justin brooke uh just the uh just yesterday and we were just talking about how things old or new again in that like if you've got an email list if you've got a phone number list boy oh boy is that useful um it's yeah. so many uses <laughs> Uh, both old style and new style. So interesting, that, that's probably an interesting place to, to sort of look at that. One of the things that we were really interested to hear from you is sort of what, what are you looking at? What, what are you looking at that's exciting you or really interesting you uh, for the upcoming year? And, and maybe, and it's up to you which one you want to choose first, uh, what what are sort of some of what are some of the maybe potential challenges you see on the horizon? Uh, let's see. So I, there's, I guess there's two categories of like what I'm looking at for the upcoming year. One side is media buying. Mm. The other side is like my agency, the business model. 
so media buying challenges that we see coming up is obviously iOS 14. Mm-hmm. Although as I've looked into it, um, as, especially in this niche, then it's really mm. pretty basic. We're tracking one conversion. Um, yeah. Those conversions are still going to be tracking. And actually retargeting is the biggest thing that's going to be affected. Mm. And I've tried my hardest on retargeting with this and it doesn't work. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's being taken away partially with iOS mm. 14, right? Is the ability yeah. to retarget or the same abilities to retarget, yes. right? You can change and modify it, but the, just the old strategies that we've been doing to retargeting, it didn't work anyway. So mm. um, that's not going to change, uh, but still challenges with, with all of those changes happening. Uh, yeah. The other challenge that we run, that I run into uh, that I'm finding is just Facebook is a limited platform. They do have control. They like to randomly just shut things down. And uh, so that's a challenge. And, and so from a media buying perspective, I'm looking at expanding this to YouTube as well to mm-hmm. just have another um, source for leads yep. uh, just so that if something happens to Facebook, then we can diversify and do that. And I'm also looking at other platforms specific to that niche. Um, yeah. Not really relevant to anyone else. So, let, so let's take, um, let, let's look at, sort of iOS 14, what, what have you been, what actions have you been taking as, as an agency to prepare yourself for, for the changes? What have, what, is there anything that you've changed or uh, like, what, what are you doing in terms of prep for, for these changes that are coming up? So I'm really just trying to learn about it. And Mm. uh, to be honest, I'm probably not like ahead of the curve here. So Yep. Uh, in, in learning about it, just because uh, it, I think it has a smaller effect on what I'm doing here. Because you're, uh, because you're already in the job restriction category, right? You're used to dealing yeah. with, with a lot of constraint. And, yeah. and, and, and that's actually an interesting thing. Like for that market, is it heavily mobile or is it desktop or what's the... What do you tend to find? Is is there a mixture of both? I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at the specific stats recently, but yeah. um, it, uh, from what I remember looking at, then it is heavily mobile. Yeah. Um, so there, there will be some effects there. Yeah. But um, I don't, like I said, yeah. as I've talked to my reps and stuff, then they're still going to be able to track conversions, especially like, so the preparations I'm making right now are trying to figure out verifying domains and all of that stuff. And yeah, the attribution windows being shorter. um, I've looked at the, at at the attribution back to 28 day and like almost all of them are coming in the first seven days anyway. So again, that you kind of with this, then you opt in or you don't. You don't yeah. like save it for later. It's and it's yeah, not a high ticket purchase. A, yeah, as a direct marketer, I find the concept of a twenty-eight day conversion window completely offensive to me. I know there are reasons. Don't don't email. Don't. I know that there. I know there are reasons for it. I know there are certain industries, long decision cycles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it offends me. Okay, I can. It just <laughs> it offends me. Like if they haven't done something within seven days, don't take the credit. Right. So it's, yeah, anyway, I digress. What do you, uh, in terms of your agency, you mentioned things that like obviously starting to look at uh, YouTube, like diversifying network uh, sources. 
what do you see as some of the opportunities uh, coming up? In what what are some of the things that are exciting you that are that are really interesting you? Yeah, so uh, the first one is diversifying the YouTube, trying to figure that out, um, yeah. and then the other project that I'm working on is kind of transitioning myself from just really a freelancer. That's what I've been doing for mm. uh, many years, but making the transition to more of a business owner, um, overseeing the strategy, but having people handle the day-to-day -day pushing the buttons. Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, pushing the buttons, if you know the right buttons to push, a monkey can do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's, and I'm probably slower to do this than a lot of yeah. people have, but that's that's kind of the big exciting thing for me this year is trying to more automate my business and yeah. become more of the business owner and not just the the freelancer yeah yeah what what are the thing what are the challenges that you see for that what's the what what's the um what's the area that that like maybe like concern may be the wrong word but like in in terms of going from freelance to that what is what 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 areas are you concerned about I think for a long time, then I had the thought like, oh, if I hire somebody, then I'll make less money or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yes. Or, or having the very, very false mindset of I'm the only one that can do this. I'm like, well, yeah. really, I'm, I'm really not that smart. So there are other people that can do this. So that was a big thing. But then uh, the thing that I'm working through now is how can I trust other people, one, mm. but then also just having the systems in place to where. I don't have to spend half an hour on the phone every time that a change needs to be made, which yep. the change that needed to be made, I could have done within a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so tr trying to set up those systems to where I can trust that the stuff is going to get done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't, I still want to monitor it. I still want to keep, keep yep. tabs on it, mm -hmm. but not, uh, not spend just as much time as I am now and yeah. make less money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the you know the classics in in terms of a challenge. What are you are you are you are you looking at any particular sort of methodologies or or management for doing that? Are you like are you using anything that's sort of guiding you through this process? Um, so to help me find the people, then um, I'm working through Ad Skills, the matchmaker service thing you have to talk yes. to some people. Yeah. Um, as one option, as one avenue that I'm exploring. Yep. Another avenue that I'm exploring is I, I ran across a Facebook ad from this guy named John Jonas, and he has this whole training of how to hire Filipino workers. Mm -hmm. And so I'm exploring that as an avenue, mm -hmm. um, which it's kind of two totally different avenues. The ad yeah. skills is like very educated, like mindful, critical mm -hmm. thinkers versus yeah, the so Filipino fun. is like, they literally push the buttons is all they yeah, do. Yeah. And you do the, um, you know, and it, it's all about, you know, and I think one of the things that when people start bringing on people for the first time, there's, there is a misconception that your life get, gets immediately easier. In fact, it's the opposite, right? For the, for the first, <laughs> for the first eight weeks, right. You're actually doing double the work right? You're doing the, because you're embedding new people in the team. So you have, not only are you having to make sure everything gets done, you're observing people getting done and you're having to correct and so on, but putting that effort in, like putting that effort in, in those first eight weeks in the onboarding of people is uh, that's where, then you start to see the payoffs, you know, then after, yeah. 
the event. And 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 one great little piece of advice um, that that we often try to do, particularly when it comes to juniors. And by the way, we love you, juniors, listening to this podcast. You know that that whole monkey crack was not a you know not deliberately talking to you, uh, but you have to start somewhere, right? And it's and it's a great idea. You know, in terms of like, if you're going to hire one, hire two, hire a buddy, because and particularly when you're looking at maybe out of country type hiring situations as well, uh, where because if you're going to train and you just if you put all your eggs into one basket and then for whatever happen, what whatever happens, the eggs break or the basket breaks, uh, then we that's a challenge. But if you've got two people, one they can help each other. There's that you've got that sounding board and it's also great because if you're going to go to all the trouble of onboarding um what's the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is you have two amazing employees that you don't want to get rid of because they're incredibly productive so you can take on more work so that that's something that's uh that that is is particularly uh particularly sort of interesting in terms of that's it yeah uh, that's a good thought um i'll have to consider that yeah, just just a little, just a little, I know that it's something that, that when we've looked at doing it um, and when people hire, um, you know, and and Justin's always talking about this in terms of understanding what you're getting to, you know, in terms of, you know, expecting uh, new media buyers to be all across creating. And I know you're not doing this, Mitch, but this is something that we see, particularly when people from outside of the media buying world who aren't like yourself, who are a freelancer, where they start hiring them and they become, um, they expect them to do creative and track stats and come up with innovative campaigns. And they're just like everybody else. So they're white belts or yellow belts. They're not black belts day one. So it's uh, it, it makes a big difference. Hey, Mitch, tell us about um, in terms of what, you know, in terms of the thing, like from when you talked last time to now, uh, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned over the, the sort of the, the past year or so? What are, what are some of the things that uh, have been really good learning experiences for you? Um, so especially over the journey in ad skills, then before ad skills, then uh, I had only, I worked for a previous agency, I worked for another agency and they had very mm -hmm. small clients with, a lot of other things that were broken in their business other than traffic. And yeah. I'm sure everybody listening here, they know that like a whole business, there's more to it than just media buying and just traffic. Like that's a small piece of it, an important piece, but a small mm. piece. Yes. And so I realized as I come into, come into ad skills that um, just looking at the steps of the process. So just a quick breakdown of the steps. You have the ad, you have the click, you have, then depending on your funnel or website, you have looking at the website, looking at the product or uh, becoming a lead or whatever. You have all of these steps. And just really looking at uh, if you see that the campaign's not working, if the campaign's working, then fantastic. But if the campaign is not working, then just trying to figure out, okay, which step is it? Is it the ad, which has to do with my audience and my creative and my text and headline and all of that good stuff that we talk about in media buying? Yeah. Or is all of that working good? I'm getting the clicks. Uh, but then they get to the website and something's breaking down over there. And then depending on your position and in the involvement, then instructing them like, hey, your website is terrible. You need to fix it if you want this to work. Mm -hmm. Or 
uh, say it in a nicer way. Or if you're, if you're working on that part of it, if you're like doing the complete lead generation and so you also control the landing page, then make tweaks to try to improve the conversion rate on the landing page. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned. Um, and then I guess the other part is just testing along with that, testing your ad, testing the headline, testing each piece of the ad just to try to get some incremental improvements over time. Yeah. 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 Those little 1% improvements and increments add up, uh, which is, which is a big thing. Hey, Mitch, thank you so much for your time today. Really, uh, really appreciate it. If people want to uh, reach out um, and before I get you to, to tell everybody where to, to get in touch with you, I will point out if you're watching this on YouTube, all of Mitch's contact details will be in the description uh, below. If you're listening to this on your podcast uh, player of choice, uh, then of course in the show notes section, we'll make sure you've got all of Mitch's contact details as well. So where, where's the best place for, for people to reach out to you, Mitch? Uh, best place is probably email. So you can just email me at mitch at m3traffic.com. Fantastic. Beautiful. Mitch at m3traffic.com. Hey, Mitch, thanks uh, very much for, for joining us again on the podcast. I, uh, I am super tempted to say, uh, to sign off, keep on trucking. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, mate. Thank <laughs> you.